with the roster cutdown day officially having come and gone, the Eagles aren't done yet as they put in a waiver claim at running back and have to potentially put a backup tackle on the long-term IR. Find out all that and more on today's edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yet another hectic week during Howie's season. The Eagles acquire Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from the New Orleans Saints. They send Jalen Rager to the Minnesota Vikings, but they weren't done yet. As yesterday, they put in a waiver claim for running back Trey Sermon from the San Francisco 49ers, adding him to the 53-man roster, the fourth running back on the depth chart. Now on the offensive line, they now have another potential hole as backup left tackle Andre Dillard suffered a non-displaced fracture in his forearm during practice yesterday. Thank you for tuning in here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast for your fifth and final episode of the week. I'm your host, Gino Camilleri, as always. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. And listen to every other show on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team Every day. Thank you for tuning in wherever you get your shows. If you listen in podcast form on Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you can get the podcast as well. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Leave a comment. Give us a thumbs up. And make sure you're always following us along on Twitter. Follow the mothership at Lockdown Birds. Follow my co-host at DBACLOE. And follow myself at GC24 underscore football. And as I had mentioned, Howie season is not done yet. The Philadelphia Eagles are always trying to make this roster better. It isn't a big name like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson or rating your team of a player who hasn't lived up to expectations in Jalen Rager. But what the Philadelphia Eagles do was that they added yet another running back to this roster. They claim Trey Sermon from the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners had a deep backfield. They have tons of depth there, and Trey Sermon seemed to be the odd man out. But what the Philadelphia Eagles were looking for at that position was somebody of size, somebody who has a bit of stature to them, somebody that can pick up those dirty area yards. They don't believe that Kennedy Brooks is the answer quite yet as he signed to the practice squad. It doesn't look like they're going to bring back Jordan Howard. So what do they do? They scour the waiver wire and they find Trey Sermon, another Oklahoma Sooner, and add him to the roster. Now, what does this do? Should Trey Sermon get a ton of snaps in this offense? Well, you have to get him in here. You have to get him in the playbook. He has to get inside of the culture, figure out what to do day in and day out. So to expect him to go out there and contribute right away, I would say is a long shot. But what he can start to develop into in, let's say, the second, third, fourth, and as the weeks continue throughout the season, is a short area back, somebody that is able to run between the tackles. They run a lot of that spread-style offense at Oklahoma when you are spread out and you're asked to run between the tackles. The Eagles do a lot of that as well. 
They love to condense the formation to pass and spread the formation to run. Trey Sermon should be another good complement to those three backs that they have there. You look at Miles Sanders, somebody who isn't the most durable, is an explosive player. You'll want to keep him fresh so his legs are fast and furious. You also have Boston Scott, who you really cannot keep off the field with what he can do in the past, what he can do outside of the numbers in the run. And Kenny Gainwell is arguably the most explosive player in that backfield currently. We want to see him take a step from year one to year two. So Trey Sermon should be that Jordan Howard element that they can lean on when they have to run inside a gap, B gap, run behind your center, Jason Kelsey, run behind your left guard, Landon Dickerson, get those third and three, maybe even a fourth and two, fourth and one type of situations. Let Sermon develop into that player because frankly, you don't have somebody on the roster that can get those yards for you right now. Can they get innovative, bring Dallas Goddard into the backfield, potentially Jack Stoll to be a lead blocker in those looks? Absolutely. But you also have to have somebody that you can trust to get those yards. For a while, it was Jordan Howard. Before that, they had Garrett Blunt, Jay Ajayi. They even had Josh Adams for a year who was good in that area as well. But now, for the first time in five or six years, you don't have that quote-unquote power back. Not somebody that you frankly need on an NFL roster, but it is another club that you can put into your bag. It's like a loft wedge. You might not have to rely on it often, but when you do, it could be something that changes the entire landscape of a game. And you hope those three guys in front of them can put a ton of points on the board because this Eagles offense is going to be explosive. They're going to want to put fresh legs in there time after time. So Trey Sermon, can he be a diamond in the rough? That adds to the depth of this roster. Talk about depth. A big injury occurred at the offensive line. We'll get into just exactly what happened to Andre Dillard. But before we do that, we have a message from our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all pro and college football action. Man, I soaked in the Jake Hayner show last night. He gets back for Fresno. They pick up a big win. You could bet money line. You could bet spread. You could bet player props. Any sport that you can imagine. You can bet on Premier League. Champions League will be back. NHL and NBA action is coming back sooner than you know. MLB playoffs will be here relatively quickly. And there's only one place you can do that. So grab your mobile device or your laptop today. Go to betonline.net which also, folks, is the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network and the Locked On Eagles Podcast. It's the only sports book I currently use. I've been gambling for nearly half my life on sports books. This one is the best. It's the most efficient. It's the most cumbersome in terms of what you can bet on. And at the same time, it's always where the game starts. So go to betonline.net today. All right, everybody, welcome on back to this edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, this Friday edition of the show, wrapping up with our fifth episode of the week. We will be back officially next week for game week. Can you believe it, folks? It's been a long offseason going all the way back to the draft. Big moves have been made, and they're finally going to pay off week one against the Detroit Lions. But before that, some things happened to the offensive line depth and arguably a player that you couldn't afford to lose 
if somebody else does goes that does go down, excuse me, is Andre Dillard. Dillard was integral in allowing the Eagles to move Jordan Mailata to right tackle when Lane Johnson went down last year. And Dillard stepped up and had big minutes, and he played pretty well. And in this offseason, he put on more weight, and his tape during the preseason was fantastic. Mike Garofalo and Ian Rappaport of NFL Network reported that multiple teams had acquired into acquiring Andre Dillard, but the price wasn't what the Eagles wanted. And I would say they were looking for at least a second-round pick. For sure, if Andre Dillard does leave this offseason, the Eagles could get a third-round compensatory pick. You've seen the offensive tackle market over the last couple of years. Just go back to what Halapulibadi Vitae was paid by the Detroit Lions. Offensive line is one position where teams will continue to invest, and the Eagles, more than anybody, they're going to continue to do that. And you look at Andre Dillard. He was the sixth man. He was the next guy up, and now he suffers a non-displaced fracture in his forearm. So what does that mean? Where is the depth there at offensive tackle? Well, on the practice squad, they were able to bring back LaRaven Clark, who was in the plans to be the swing tackle until they found all of this depth that they had and realized Andre Dillard was more than capable of being a starter in this league, but they just happened to have Jordan Maialata. So now you would have to assume LaRaven Clark is elevated from the practice squad Andre Dillard is then placed onto the IR. Garofalo also reported that they don't know if it is yet season injury, season ending or not, if that injury is going to keep him out for a full year. Or with the new rules, you could put him on the IR and then you can bring multiple players back. It's not how it used to be where you can only bring two players back from the injured reserve. You can do that with guys like Tyree Jackson. You can do it with Andre Dillard as well. You're going to need him late into the season if guys do go down. Let's say Lane Johnson, something happens to his ankle again, knock on wood. They would probably go ahead and either move Jordan Mailata to right tackle and keep Andre Dillard at left tackle or throw in Jack Driscoll there, somebody who has played there. But you don't really know what to expect if you have to play lesser talented players because Andre clear in a way, could start in this league, in my opinion. I don't think he's a bust like everybody says he is. He just happened to be behind a guy in Jordan Maialata who's an absolute unicorn. Sometimes that happens. Was he who they thought he was going to be in year one and year two? No. But since then, he's adapted. He's gotten stronger. He's understood his role in this offense. That's a player you can always use. Because I always go back to 2017, a player I just mentioned, Halapuli Vadi Vaitai. Without him and without that depth, they do not win that Super Bowl. So here's to having Andre Dillard come back quickly, fill in at that depth position. But until then, the Raven Clark, or the Eagle Clark, as we'll call him in this case, it is your turn. You are the next man up there. And what is next for the Philadelphia Eagles? It is game week. I'm going to get you excited. Talk about what to expect next week, what we will be talking about all week long, preparing you for the first week of the regular season and the Eagles to start 1-0 on their quest to winning the NFC East and potentially winning another playoff game first for Jalen Hurts. So 
Come back and finish up the show with me, Gino Camilleri, here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here on this final edition of the week. I'm your host, Gino Camilleri, host of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Lou is living it up once again down south. He's always on vacation, man. He is living the dream. But I'm here taking you into the weekend, the week before game week. And that's what I want to finish up this show with. I want to first start by saying this was the fifth offseason that Lou and I had covered together. The fifth training camp that him and I have put time and effort into covering this team. And I want to say thank you to everybody that has ever picked up this show, listened to it, gave us a chance to hear our opinion because we don't take this lightly. We talk about this team five days a week. We're always researching, always trying to find out the newest and next thing that is going to come for the Philadelphia Eagles. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts for making this the fifth year, a great fifth year for us here at the Lockdown Eagles podcast. And we're going into year two of Jalen Hurts, and we're playing the Detroit Lions. How things come full circle. If you look back to 2021, the Philadelphia Eagles were on a roller coaster to start the season. They get to week seven where they take on the Las Vegas Raiders, where Lou and I came onto this microphone and said, this is rock bottom. This is the lowest of the lows. This surpasses the 2020 offseason. It surpasses the 2020 regular season. That was a low point. They get absolutely steamrolled. Didn't even look like a team that should be fielding an NFL roster. And then what happens the next week? They take on the Detroit Lions. And what do they do? They turn the entire season around. Much like past years, the Philadelphia Eagles failed to start quickly. They failed to get out of the gates and compete against top teams. Sometimes it takes that team that they might not have the talent you have. But with the talent you have, you have to go out there and perform. And they did exactly that beating the Detroit Lions on the ground, adjusting their entire offense to help Jalen Hurts be more efficient. So, once again, the Philadelphia Eagles are, one, looking to start hot, looking to turn it around in a favorable manner. Everybody that gets up in a press conference talks about that taste in their mouth after getting off the plane against Tampa Bay. Nobody liked the way they went out last season. So what are you going to do? All of the guys that will be suiting up week one, you have to take what happened last year against the Detroit Lions, those games where you beat the New Orleans Saints, you beat the Denver Broncos, all of those good areas, and mix them together to accomplish the one thing that you have yet to accomplish, and that's starting a season hot. It's not Doug Peterson. It's not Chip Kelly. It's Nick Sirianni. He did a great job turning it around for them. He also helped that Indianapolis Colts team a couple years ago that started out worse than many teams ever started in an NFL season and managed to make it to the playoffs. The one thing that Sirianni can do to cement that he'll be here longer than Chip Kelly and potentially even live out Doug Peterson is to start hot with this roster. Right now, if you look at this team like we always equate it to, as a Formula One car, 
You're sitting pole in the NFC East. You're at the top. People know. The Dallas Cowboys aren't as good as they were. They lose Tyron Smith potentially for the year. They are not the team that they once were. Who knows how the Washington Commanders will be with Carson Wentz now there taking the reins. And the Giants are still just a few years away from being as competitive as a team like the Eagles. So you're sitting pole. You have a wide open track. Don't limit yourself and look in the rear view. Don't focus on what has happened in the past, but take away those lessons where you failed, where you failed to start hot, but also take those good things that you did do last year where you were able to turn it around, use the run to your advantage, and it seems like they're going to try and utilize the pass as much as possible. Take all of those things, see that chip on your shoulder, see the lights go out in pit lane, and hammer the gas. Come out quick, throw to your guys in A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Dallas Goddard. Give the guys in Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott, all the touches they deserve. Allow the defense to go out there and start hot. Get the front four, front five after the quarterback. Allow the defense with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Slay, Avante Maddox, James Bradbury to fly around. It's not the offseason. It's not joint practices. This is a real regular season NFL game. And it seems to be with inside the NovaCare complex, exactly what Chauncey Gardner-Johnson said the other day in his introductory press conference. You just talk to anybody and there's one goal in mind. Just win, baby. And I think that's a great way to wrap up this week. We will be back next week talking about an official game, a game that's going to count towards the standings, game in the NFC a game that will hopefully potentially leapfrog the Eagles into first place in the NFC, get them starting out hot, something that they haven't done in quite some time. But until then, thank you for joining us here at the Lockdown Eagles podcast, making it your first listen each and every day. And now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview Show 2022 edition, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL regular season. We will go division by division, so make sure you tune in to us on the NFC East episode because you're going to get feedback from guys like Lee Sterling at Lockdown Bets, and everybody's going to combine this into one great show. Search the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure you check us out on all of those respective platforms as well. Make sure you subscribe to the show Wherever you listen, if you listen in podcast form, if you like to view us on video form, make sure you hit the subscribe button. And thank you from the bottom of our heart for year five going through another offseason. We really do love coming on these airways each and every day. So for that, follow me along on Twitter at GC24 underscore football. Follow my co-host at DBASILOE and follow the mothership at Lockdown Birds. That'll do it. Enjoy your weekend, folks, because next weekend, we got real live football. Go enjoy college football this weekend. That'll do it for me. Signing off as always, I'm Gino Camilleri. Fly, Eagles, fly.